Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we're doing everyone's favorite, uh, German Shuffle number eight, Jeff. Right. And as you all know, this is a variety show where we'll touch on a lot of different German-related topics. A bunch of random topics, shuffling them, if you will, right. into one cohesive episode. So let's start that playlist. Okay. Hello, everybody. This is episode 84. Welcome back to the show. Wow. Just what? Wa- wowing 84. Just, just oh, a, oh, yeah. Just true. a wow moment. Uh, remember when we kind of jokingly said we'd get up to 100 at some point, and then we kind of like laughed, like that's never going to happen? We're actually, I think it will because we're pretty close to 100 at this point. So. We probably will, which is, I'm hoping we, we do. might have to do something big for that. I don't know what, but ooh, ooh something spicy. <laughs> we'll think of something spicy, something, mm. some hot saucy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, before we get started, I want to uh, just do a few, you know, shout outs housekeeping things we forgot to mention on previous episodes sure i mean big surprise because we never do housekeeping before the topic we don't usually this is very <laughs> new to us um so first was a big thank you to uh youtuber chris from berlin uh for a really nice review on apple podcasts uh thank you so much for listening really yeah thank it. you thank you for taking the time to give us the review as he mentioned we're doing a few follow-ups to some previous episodes we have uh, one quick follow-up to last week's episode, which was about, of course, the public transportation in Berlin. Yes. Now, our listener, Trevor. Hey, Trevor. Hey, Trevor. All, how's it going? So, uh, he pointed out that we took all this time, spent about an hour talking about the public transit in Berlin, didn't mention anything to related to being a student uh, yeah, using true. that, because uh, he mentioned that uh, when he was going to university in Berlin, a uh, free Befalge, the... Uh, you know, public transit ticket BVG in English. W- was included with, you know, when he paid his semester fee. So he got this kind of free ABC ticket. And we should also mention, of course, they offer these kind of apprentice and uh, Schuler tickets, which I think are like about half off. So instead of 700 something euro for an annual pass, they're about like 300. So there are some very cheap tickets yeah. for, for, for students. And in some cases, your school will just give you a a nice free t- golden ticket, if you yeah, will. It's pretty sweet. No chocolate factory, but uh, you can ride those rails as long as you want. <laughs> and and also, uh, yeah, well, we don't want an Augustus Gloop, Augustus Gloop situation <laughs> on our hands, Jeff. Augustus. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, some some companies in Berlin. I know in Berlin at least will offer you. Well, we talk about Berlin. Will offer you um, sixty euro extra a month on your paycheck, and that sixty euro goes towards your uh, ticket if you so please. Right, like I think your monthly you, ticket. Your company right uh, offers to pay for your. So I, monthly I ticket. get my 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 salary, and then I get an extra sixty euro on top, and that pays for my monthly uh, ticket, which is nice. Yeah. yeah, so so I'm not paying anything, which is awesome. Uh, another throwback to the episode two episodes ago, back uh, in the USSA episode, uh, my which cu- is not a misprint. Just a, it's, not a, it's a reference. So. It's a reference. Yeah. Let us know if you get it. <laughs> and uh, my cousin actually messaged me today. One of the cousins I hung out with, actually I hung out with all my cousins almost, uh, when I was back home. And uh, she, when I went to her house, um, I went there after a dinner with my own uncle and my parents. Nice. And me and a few of the cousins went to my other cousin's house. And I went to the to the uh, fridge to get a beer, but she didn't have any beer. But I noticed it was a big jar of pickle juice. And I thought, oh, they didn't throw the jar away yet. Uh, well, she's like, oh, I have some whiskey, though. I was like, great. So we had some Jameson, took some shots of Jameson. And then my cousin's husband, uh, he's like, Do you, have you heard of Pickleback? I'm like, I'm, uh, a Pickleback? A, a Pickleback. I've never heard of a Pickleback. I've never heard of a Pickleback. If anyone's heard of a Pickleback, please write us, because it's the first time I've ever heard of it. And a Pickleback, because I guess you do a shot of whiskey and then a shot of uh, pickle juice after. And not going to lie, I didn't hate it. It was actually all right. Nice. Kind of like when you do tequila, then you like lick that salt and they take the... Uh, the, the lime juice or whatever, kind right. of like that kind of thing. I guess it's no different, right? Like a chaser, yeah. Yeah. And the chaser was just pickle juice. And it was actually all right? I didn't mind it. Like, it was pretty cool, actually. Jameson and pickle juice. Hey, everybody, try, yeah, give that a shot. Give it a pickle back shot. If something bad happens, though, we are not responsible. We are not. So moving from that happy news to the typically depressing news. Noise. Yesterday, this is, oh, this is awful. Yesterday, Germany experienced the highest number of COVID-19 cases in one day that it has seen in the entire pandemic. In, That's not so noise. In 24 hours, about 34,000 people were infected with corona. And again, to give you some comparison, during the first lockdown, the thing that sparked that first lockdown was the crazy 6,000 6, people per day. God. Now we're at 34,000. So literally, it has never been worse when, yep. it, when it comes to COVID infections. So um, the problem is 
the infections rate is getting worse, but the the concern is getting less, and people right. people are are more lax now than they were when the situation was better. You know what I mean? I mean which I, is which is not a good combination. I know? mean, I guess you have like what still a third of the population is not vaccinated, and, and Jens Spahn, um, the 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 um, minister of uh, public health, right? Uh, he said that most of these cases are people who are unvaccinated, like ninety nine percent of them. Yeah, because I think he said that the third of the population that's not vaccinated, it's mostly the 18 to 59 year olds. So it's like, it's the key group that goes out and does stuff. Right. Of course, which makes a lot of sense. Um, But yeah, vaccinated people. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, the problem is it's winter. Everybody's inside cramming together. All the bars are open. All the clubs are open. The gyms are literally nothing is closed anymore. And that's just a recipe for, yeah. The thing is, uh, some places are just not checking vaccination records as they right. should be. Yeah, no, they're not, and it's kind of ridiculous. Oh, they're not even checking if you if you've recovered or if you have a negative test. They've t- they're checking for nothing, and uh, I, I think it's just very telling when you know if, if people are getting infected with who are vaccinated, it's like all right, that's a big problem, but it's only the unvaccinated more or less, and that's just you know of, of course that's going to happen. Yeah, I think it's mostly the bars that are like half the bars I go to are good and check, but half don't. Yeah. Um, keynotes every keynote uh, in the past month. And thank God, Kinos are back. I'm so excited. Like, yes, they're, they're pretty good. The past month, I've been to maybe four movies, and they're all very strict about checking. They won't let you anywhere near, um, the, you know, the the screens without checking everything and making sure signed up to the yep. Luca app and all this kind of stuff. So some industries are better at checking than others. Uh, so yeah, they, they just gotta get on it. I yeah, don't know how, but they gotta. Anyways, though, um, let's yeah, try to... unfortunate news. Luckily, in a broader way, we are quote unquote healthy. But in another way, uh, we both were sick this past week. So true, but not with Corona. Do not worry. It was just your classic old winter cold. Classic hardcore cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This weekend, I was. Uh, I felt okay. We we had some friends visit um, them and their their two little kids who um, I love and we had a great time with. Went to the zoo. Oh, and, yeah, it was really nice. And, and guys, if you haven't been at the Berlin Zoo, it's it's one it's of the great. best. It's great. Yeah. It's a great, great zoo, especially in autumn when all uh, leaves are changing colors and it's huge zoo, beautiful park. Uh, the only panda in Germany, fun fact. And yeah, we had a good time there. And then on Sunday, we went to a um, Halloween autumn fest in one part of the city in Charlottenburg. It was like probably about a mile long. It was like Halloween fun things for the kids. And uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty fun too. I had a really good Jamaican burrito, actually, jerk chicken burrito. Ooh, um, Ooh jerk chicken. Wow. Yeah, it was good. That's good. It was really, really good. It was deep fried burrito. Like mm. they, they fried the whole burrito. Oh my lord. Yeah, it was wild. That it sounds like a so heart good. attack waiting to happen. It was so good. Yeah, and then I woke up on Monday feeling very sick. Mm. So I've been out of work for the past three days. Today's actually a Thursday, not a Wednesday. We, we always record on Wednesday. Right, because you were feeling uh, not good enough to record yesterday. Exactly. Which is so, fine. You know, get better. Come on. Everyone who's listening, if you hear some sniffles or some coughs, uh, I apologize. I'm still yeah. getting over my, my both, sickness. Both of our voices might sound a little under the weather. So, uh, But yeah, we're on we're on the mend. We're, we're getting there. Yeah. How are you doing? All, All good. good. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, this weekend, like I was, I was pretty sick, and um, yeah, it sucks because like I record voiceover for uh, a living sometimes, and uh, when your voice is screwed, you cannot work. So that's true. That's yeah. So yep. so I was waiting for it to get back back to normal before I get back into that. But anyways, you know, one thing that will help a scratchy throat is um, you know a smooth smooth whiskey. This is factual, Jeffrey. Yeah, that's what my doctor told me. He also told me about apples keeping him away. True. So, um, yes. All good information. <laughs> uh, so this, before I get into it, this bottle was kindly given to us by another listener, Michael. Oh yeah, so, Michael, you're a legend, man. Michael's an absolute legend, and I'll tell you why. Thank you very much, man. It, like, really appreciate it. So on his recent trip to Dublin, uh, he went to the to Jameson du- distillery. To Dublin? Dublin. Yes, to Dublin. <laughs> on his recent trip to Dublin. Dublin. Ireland. Yes, he went to the Jameson Distillery and he took time out of his day uh, to buy us a special whiskey so and nice. even had it labeled with our names on it. Hey guys, we're not joking. The uh, the Jameson whiskey label, kind of midway, it says, what does it say? AGDW Podcast Alex Jeff. Right, awesome. It's so cool. It's so, I, can, I guess I'm looking at and it, it's he, so cool. He didn't say that he had done that. It was, I really, yesterday I opened up the bottle and I was just kind of looking at the label and then I was like, Wait, why do I recognize words? Why does it say my podcast name on here? That's crazy. Absolutely wild. Uh, and I guess this Jameson Distillery Edition can only be purchased in Dublin 
at the Jameson Distillery, hence believe, the name. Believe it or not, yeah. So what we're drinking today is the Jameson Distillery edition. <laughs> and this is the AGW Podcast Alex Jeff edition. Um, <laughs> it's an Irish whiskey, of course. And there's not much more info on this. It is just good. So it says in the back, our distillery edition has been bottled exclusively for visitors to our home at Bow St. Dublin. It is a whiskey of exceptional depth, balancing pot still warmth and sherry wood to reveal notes of ripe fruit and fig with subtle vanilla and charred oak characteristics. Ooh, love it. And for anybody who hasn't, if, if you're in Dublin, you know, like for the weekend, as we all are, you know, yep. please go to the Jameson Distillery. It's it's a really fun tour. It's really cool architecture. It's And you get free whiskey in the tour. It's totally worth it. Um, you know, Jameson gets a bad rap because it's a big brand, but it's good whiskey. it, like it makes freaking great whiskey, and especially the even the standard Jameson. For 20 bucks, you're getting a damn good, good whiskey. smooth yeah. Irish whiskey. I agree. And uh, you can also go to this distillery in uh, Dublin as well. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. The, the sister city, right? The sister city of Dublin is Dublin. It's actually the uh, past tense city. I Dublin. So are you going back in time when you visit Dublin? <laughs> you are. Just like when you Berlin, you know? All right. Let's just open this thing up. All right. Everyone, everyone's just waiting for us to shut up. Whoa. That, that. was one of the strongest... We've had in a while. That's that gonna go. Good. That's gonna go in our Hall of Fame. That felt real good. Okay, yeah, we watch it. Watch it, boy. There you go. The last few episodes, you've been doing some I know. really healthy. That's pours. still a healthy pour too. Yeah. Soupy. Yep. It smells like a good. Irish. I can't smell great, but yeah. it's, it's. Oh no! You might not get the full. Uh, I know. Can you smell anything? Yeah, I guess I'll smell it. But probably cheers. not as much. My nasal cavities cheers, are probably cheers the size to, of to a Michael. To, cheers to Michael. Yeah. Cheers to Michael. Here we go. Oh, that's just so smooth. Oh, daddy. That's <laughs> that's a that's a good one. That is very good. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, wow. What can I say? Yeah. James, like we just said, James makes good stuff. James makes good stuff. I'm going to enjoy this during this episode. Oh, All yeah. Right. This is going to be good stuff. Let's, let's move on. And plus, we haven't had Irish in a long time either. So It has been a while, actually. Now it has. I'm it. really yeah. looking forward to drinking this. Uh, before we get started, uh, everyone, if you'd like to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we much appreciate it. Uh, also, check out our website. Many say it's the best website of the whole time world. You know, uh, when Michael gave us this bottle, he wrote a letter, and he, did. he specifically told us that we should visit the most amazing website in the world, agdwpodcast.com. That's true. And for those of you who want to visit our website, it's agdwpodcast.com. Right, yeah, exactly. And what, what, what was the name of the, what was the website that he listed again, Jeff? I believe it was agdwpodcast.com. So agdwpodcast.com. I think it was something around the lines of agdwpodcast.com. Great. Yeah. Um, let's uh, move on and shuffle this up. Like I said, everybody, we've got a playlist of a lot of interesting topics. Why don't you go ahead and hit that shuffle button, Alex? Let's dive right in. We're going to dive right in. Now, you cannot skip, but you can listen. First one, Jeff, is bicycles riding on the sidewalk in the wrong direction on the bike path. Yeah, these are two things that sometimes I forgive, but for in general, I get really annoyed by it. Um, especially the thing is like, okay, there are times we've all done it before where we were, for whatever reason, we had to ride in the sidewalk. I, but I only do it if I say it's late at night, there's barely anybody on the sidewalk. And right. if I do it, I go at like third, fourth of normal speed, you know, really slow. Of course. But when it's during the day, sidewalk, it's at like normal capacity. And people are flying down the sidewalk. I, I can't stand it, man. You, you can tell a German we we have become living right. here because the rules say you can't do that. That's for people. You have your own bike lane, and I can't stand it walking down the sidewalk with some friends having a nice day. You know, it's a Thursday afternoon, beautiful day, as happens sometimes. You know, and someone's clinging their 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 bike bell the bell uh, right behind me, ding ding ding, and I'm on the sidewalk, and there's just a person alone on their bike. When does no. it? Th then they can wait. They can wait. Uh, it is okay for families with children under 14 years old, I believe. They can ride on the sidewalk. I think there's some kind of law yeah, like well, that. Yeah, because sometimes you see parents and they've got like a five-year-old child on their little yeah, bike. of course. It's fine because they're, they're so tiny and they're so small. Like if they hit me, I would just be like, ow. And it's just like super cute and it's less dangerous for them. Um, but right. yeah, they, 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 they would get trampled on the normal bike path. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, stay on the bike lap path, people. And go on the right side of the bike path. Yeah, the thing is, you know what's, you know what's worse than riding on the sidewalk? Riding on the sidewalk, going the wrong direction. Oh like, yeah, it's just like it's just. And you guys, 
it is very much illegal. And Berlin peace, po- uh, sorry, Berlin police the past year have, have been cracking down on. I've, I've, seen, I've been pulled over before. Yeah. I've seen plenty of people, especially on um, rush hour, uh, cop sees them and they have cops like standing on the sidewalk just watching bicyclists and they'll catch people on the sidewalk and you'll get, I don't know what the fine is, but um, did you get a fine when you got pulled over? No, we got a strong talking to, but not a fine. It was like seven years ago. But yeah, it's incredibly annoying. And come on, people. We live in a society. Yeah. We have rules here. One of the best moments was uh, one time I was on my way to work and this guy was flying down, nearly hitting people and people basically jumping out of the way from this guy. He flies past me and I turn around and just as he's coming by, these two policemen step out of a cafe. Yes. Right there. And one policeman just grabs him. Like his jacket as he goes and rips him off the bike. The bike keeps going right, and and, and the guy, guy gets ripped off. <laughs> this is not his first rodeo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, <laughs> and he grabbed him and then started yelling. Yeah, and I was and everyone was just like in their head, like yes, clap. You know what like, a legend. Yeah, exactly. Um, it also happened. This is actually a bad story. Now this was one time where it was very late. Late. There was nobody on the sidewalk. It was just and it was maybe like half a, I was going for maybe like 50 meters. Right. So sure. nobody around. So I'm going down and it was a pretty wide sidewalk and there's somebody walking in the opposite direction towards me. Right. And as I'm going down towards them, I see that they're kind of like, they're walking towards me, but then they're also kind of like veering towards you, veering towards me. And yeah. I'm like, what is this? And then just as I'm about to pass them, the guy goes out to grab me and I'm like, Oh, you know, cause like this random guy's grabbing me and I swerve out of the way. And then I'm like, okay, it's, you know, it's uh, you know, a German who's really, you know, into the rules and is just pissed or whatever. And so I keep, I keep going. And then finally I turn around to look and I see the guy's back and it says Polizei. Oh, and the guy was a police officer. He was trying to grab me. Um, and it looked like I was fleeing from a police officer, but Did you just turn around Did you stop. No, I didn't. Cause at that point, like he, he obviously like, I think he had somewhere, something else to do because he was now facing the other direction. So like he gave up, he didn't care anymore. I just saw the back of his jacket and I was like, oh my God. Like, cause if he had, if he had, if he had continued going after me, he could have said like, oh, you just fleed from a police officer, which I didn't mean to. I thought, I just really thought from the front, I did wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I thought you know, it was I, a guy grabbing me. And I guess like if they like announce themselves, a biker's just going to, you know, dip off the other directions. So I guess I kind of have to just, you know, get hit you with the element of surprise. Yeah, but um, but but again, he wasn't the right. I was doing wrong, but I specifically, yeah. specifically did it at a time where there's nobody there. It was a big sidewalk, and I knew it was just going to be for like three seconds. But still, I was wrong. It's annoying. I was wrong. It was annoying. It is and again. If you're going to do it, just remember you have to yield to pedestrians. Okay, like they don't have to get out of the way of you. It's the other right. way around. So just, unless they're on the bike lane, and you are on the bike. Oh lane. no, yeah. But I'm saying like we're talking about sidewalks. It's on sidewalks here. We're talking about sidewalks. Of course. Um, you know what? What's what's next is we got something called the. Val-o-mat. Ooh, the Val-o-mat. Explain that to the viewers so, or listeners. I think this is actually one of the coolest things in German politics is the Valomat. And so for those of you who do not know, um, there's like, I don't know, 30 different political parties here in Germany. Uh, probably like seven, five to seven bigger ones. Uh, and the Valomat is something you can do online. It asks you about 30 questions. And based on how you answer those questions, it kind of tells you which political party you're kind of leaning towards so you can vote. Right. Val means vote. So it's a, it's a vote-o-mat. Yeah. It's really, it's cool. It's, it's so, you know, you're like, you're educated, you know about the world and everything, but maybe you haven't taken the time to really read exactly what every party is about. And it kind of just helps you know, okay, which party supports what you're into. Again, it's not, it doesn't, you don't have to vote for that party. It's just giving you a suggestion. It's a suggestion and, and, you, and you don't know uh, where you're going while you're doing it. So just answering a bunch of questions to like, oh yeah, like, do you think that there, we should allow more, do you think there's more migration in Germany from, uh, for, from um, uh, refugees? And you'd be like, yes, no, not sure or whatever it is. And then, you know, 30 different questions at the end will be like, hey, you should probably vote this way. You're about eighty percent with them, sixty percent with them, fifty percent with them. It's uh, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, maybe it seems like everyone should know who they should vote for, but again, um, like we said, it's not. There's just a two choices. Thank God, it's not just Republican or Democrat, so it's not right. so easy. Like there are tons of um, tons of uh, uh, parties to choose from. So and maybe yeah, maybe you just moved to Germany a few years ago and you don't quite have an in-depth knowledge of each one. So it's it's, it's like really helpful, I think. I mean, it's, it's like we can vote anyways, but yeah. I, I know a lot of Germans who do it too, just because you know. They have their opinions. They want to make sure that their opinions are reflected with the party they they might want to vote for. Yeah, yeah. My, it's, it's just also just a fun way to kind of see where you are leading and kind of compare with your friends if you want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, that. my girlfriend during the the election that was uh, recently, like she already knew which party she wanted to vote for, but she's like, I, I want to try this out just to see. Sure. Um, 
if anything has changed since the last time, you know, I'd really like looked in depth into the different parties and, uh, and you know, so it's, it's helpful to see, yeah, if you're making the right choice or not. Yeah. I, I wish the states did something like that, that maybe people would maybe flip over and be like, Hey, you know what? I'm actually more uh, Republican. I was Democrat. Who knew? Or, yeah. or something like that. I don't know. Right. And what's next on our playlist? The next one coming up is, um, one that I found very interesting that took me a long time to realize is that Germans save their boxes of everything so like no matter what <laughs> they explain see, no, no matter what a german will buy it could be a, a toaster a tv a playstation or a, a dress or whatever it is and they just save the boxes to it and it's put in the basement or under their bed because like you never know when you want to resell it or you never know if it's going to hold its worth and i just don't do that i just throw everything away and i started I actually started doing this like i stole my actually i think i threw it away on my move but i saved like all my electronic boxes like my camera lenses or my xbox is like that and then after like a few years i'm like i'm not doing anything with these boxes but germans won't throw it away they just keep it forever right yeah and actually until you mentioned it um i didn't re- like i i had seen it i knew that that they were doing it but i didn't really like soak in until you mentioned it because it's very true and i think also for me i i have been that way so like i didn't really notice it because growing up my um mom especially did does keep uh, most of the box, but but for okay. like, but for only for like high priced items, you know, for like electronics and stuff. Right. And so yeah, same like me. If I buy a computer or a camera or whatever, I keep the boxes in my keller as long as I have the space. Like I'm not gonna keep like if I can't move around, then you know I keep it for a couple of years because I, I found that actually resale value of electronics and stuff. People have more confidence in, in something when you post it on eBay or whatever. When you have the original box or the original packaging, they, they, oh, just, they, just, they just assume like, oh, he must really take care of his stuff. And, and you can get like maybe uh, 10% more than you would if you know it doesn't come in the original packaging. But I'll say about once a year, I'll be in my keller and I'll see all these boxes and I'll go through and I'll, I'll throw about like half of them. So like, <laughs> so maybe I'm like sort of German, but I do not keep them forever because yeah, like you, once I realize... I've done, I've done nothing with these boxes. Yeah. This thing, I'm going to keep it for a while. Eh, just, for, for, and then I get rid of it. Cause it's like, it's, cause like, I don't want a keller full of like empty boxes. Yeah, know? exactly. Like uh, w- when I moved, I bought this new speaker uh, to my living room and I threw the box out right away and I almost felt like really guilty about it. I was like, wait, should I save this for another like, for another, like four months when I'm not going to need it? I was like, you know what, Alex, you, you treat yourself, you throw it away. <laughs> and I threw it away, Jeff. I would say at least keep it for the first few weeks. So that way, if it like it turns out it's broken or it's or it's screwed up in one way, you can actually like return it because some That's places true. without the box you can't return. As I say, like if if you have the space, if you don't screw it, if you have a space. Keep it for like a month. If not, then whatever. That That's fair enough point for, for return value is actually uh, pretty yeah. important. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, cause you know, sometimes shit happens in shipping, man. That's true. That's true. They, they do not handle with care. Wait, I turn it on and it works. I'm like, all right, works. Box, get out of here. <laughs> Light it on fire. <laughs> Who needs a two year warranty? I, I, you have the, the Alex one hour guarantee. If it works after an hour, it's work forever. Yep. Sound came through. <laughs> Babe, bird the box. Bird the box. We're done. <laughs> All right, the uh, next one we're going to be talking about for the ne- actually for the next two. This is, this is, this is a tour, okay? We're going to talk two. Yes, this is about uh, Kaufland. Kaufland, which is I would say one one of, if not the largest German um, grocery store. And I don't mean largest in terms of how many stores has in its chains. I mean in the physical stores. They're just huge. And when I say huge, I mean by American standards, probably small. But like they are the closest, they are the closest German uh, grocery store chain in which the stores are closest to American size. You know what I mean? Like right. these think, big boy stores. You think know? of like a quarter of a Target. Right. Yeah. It's pretty big for right. German. Yeah, because yeah, usually <laughs> a lot of our uh, grocery stores are kind of these small hole-in-the-wall hole kind of grocery stores. Um, but but these are big boys, usually like two levels. If not, they're massive. And they're usually, they're usually so big that they're kind of on the outskirts of a town. You know what I mean? Because... They're they're where they're where there is the space to hold these huge stores. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, like, also like that, you'll, you also find like a bigger like Lidl over there and a bigger a bigger Aldi and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah generally yeah. Kaufland is always enormous, even in the city. The one here is huge, which translates to Byland. Byland. <laughs> um, but yeah, like so. Okay, we got two things that we want to bring up that we find interesting. Let's go. So one is actually a tip from someone who came to visit us on our uh, meetup. And that was, uh, if you want to get rid of some of your change, your loose coins, your one and two cent coins that no one uses for anything. And shouldn't exist. And shouldn't exist. Or your five cent coins or whatever. Uh, in the self-checkout lane, which some Kaufland have, uh, you can pay with your extra change 
and then pay the rest with your credit card if you want, which I think is a great tip. I never thought about that. So like if your total is 10 euro or 30 cents, you can pay 30 cents in actual coins and then the other 10 euro pay with a card. Or you can pay 73 cents, whatever, and the rest of the card doesn't really matter. And that's cool. It's very cool. I didn't I, I didn't know. I, I, I never th- thought about it. The thing is like, um, and I, I don't know if you're the same, but Kaufland, I think... I've been to a Kaufland maybe four times in my life. Like, like twice. Because there, there's a lot less of them than the other chains. And again, they're usually on the outskirts. So they're not usually n- near where we live. Cause, and they're kind of expensive too. Yeah, true. Yeah, so I I, I would I didn't know because I just haven't been there often enough. I'm, I'm going to see my, my Neto has a, uh, a self-checkout lane. I'm going to see if that works over there. Yeah, I don't know. Like I've been to Neto self-checkout lanes before. I didn't mm. notice anything about... Just being a, usually it's like you pay all cash or you pay. I think it might be card. only card actually. I got a only card. Yeah, I gotta look. Yeah, for the next one, and this is the annoying part about Kaufland. Now, in in almost every German grocery store chain, you get an apple, you get a banana, whatever. You stick it in a little baggie, you bring it to the register, and they will they quickly weigh it for you on their little scanner thing. It takes two seconds. You know, you don't have to do any work for that, right? Right. Um, Kaufland, and there might be other chains that do this, but all I, all I've seen is Kaufland doesn't do that but you're because all the other stores do you're programmed you just grab all your your vegetables and last time i was there i grabbed all my vegetables went and then the woman's like oh you know asked me where's the sticker where's the, i'm like sticker what and she's like you need to weigh these and i'm like oh and the stupid <laughs> stupid thing is next to every casa they have a weighing machine because this problem happens so much why, so, so why does it change so, your policy yeah so just change your policy so it's like it's like next to the casa there's a weighing machine and she points oh yeah, you have to go do it right now, right now. And so I go over there and it, like, I had like one thing, I had like a banana or whatever the frick. And of course I, you did. And, and, but they have like six different menus, right? So I'm looking through the menus. There's no search function, right? So I'm looking through the menus, trying to find banana. <laughs> and after a minute, she's yelling at me, what's going on? What's the problem? Blah. Do you want me to do it for you? Like really angry. Like, yes, please. And, and, there's, and there's this whole line waiting for me. And I'm like, oh, finally I find it. And, it's, and I'm just, yeah, it's like, okay, you've placed a machine here. So you, you've, you acknowledge there's a problem, <laughs> but instead of fixing it, you're just like, okay, here's a little band aid. But anyways, it's just, just be aware. If you go to Kaufland, weigh those vegetables and those fruits before you get to front or else you're going to have yourself an angry cashier. Yeah. Cause usually they weigh it at the, like other stores, they weigh it at the at the cash 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 register, like the thing they scan the beep 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 thing. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the guys the, weight and they just put it on there. The barcode reader, the glass uh, screen of the barcode reader, beep, it's beep also thing. does weight, and they do it themselves, and and it takes no time at all. Right? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand either. They got to change. They get Kaufland if you're listening, and I know you are. You got to change your change that policy, baby. Change the policy, baby. Yeah. So next one, Jeff, is gas station bathrooms. <laughs> now, everyone's like, why would we be talking about disgusting gas station bathrooms? Because we talk about bathrooms all the time. They're not as disgusting as you think, and Alex will explain why. Yeah, they're not. Uh, oddly enough, the gas station industry here is pretty nice. Uh, there's a lot of nice like uh, uh, food courts, and, and the gas station generally just look nicer than what I have seen and I think, uh, in the States. Right now, we're generally talking about gas stations on the side of like highways, freeways, that right. kind of thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That you pull over to you know get a little snacky and refuel. Um, and they always have toilets. Of course they do, but it's not some like around the back. Here's a, here's a key with a tire attached to it. <laughs> Disgusting situation that you get a lot of times. Uh, maybe, maybe it changed in the States now. I don't know. But, um, these here are always usually run by like one company. It's like one, like bathroom toilet company called Sani Fair. And like every gas station has a Sandy Fair toilet. Every, true. Every, like a train station has a Sandy Fair yeah, toilet. True. Every gas station I've been to, it's the same company because, um, always. Yeah. And yeah. you have to pay 50 cents usually to, to use the toilet, which sucks. But they're spotless. That's but nice. they're spotless. And you usually get a 50 cent. When you pay 50 cents, you get 50 cents or euro little um, coupon that like, you can use yeah, for when, the store. When you go through the turnstile on the way out, they get a voucher. Right. And then so if you buy a coffee for two euro, you get the 50 cents. So you get the money back, basically. If, if you buy if something, you buy something. Store, of course. Which is actually pretty, pretty smart. The cool thing is, as you mentioned, all these gas stations have Zenny fares. So sometimes like I'll go and pee. I'm not hungry. I'll keep the little voucher. Oh yeah, and then like a hundred miles down the road, next time you pull over, you can use that voucher at the next place, even though you're far away from the original gas station. Exactly, and if there's like a like some train stations have them too. If there's like a food court in a train station, it won't work for like the Burger King, but it'll work for this other store. It's kind of weird that way. But anyways, the toilets generally at these gas stations slash train stations now are um, just like spotlessly super duper clean, and they're like taken care of, which. I'm also like kind of okay paying 50 cents to use it because they are not disgusting. And, and the fact that you, in a way, get the money back, it's yeah. not that big of a deal. I, I get more annoyed paying for it when you're in the city and you don't get the money back, you know? Right. But um, but yeah, I, I agree because, you know, 
I mean, in, in a lot of countries, you know, you go to a highway rest stop, it's kind of a horror show uh, right. yes. with like overflowing bathrooms with horrible, oh, horrible amounts of God knows what inside. And it's in, you're like tiptoeing around. Don't want to touch like, anything. You're like inhaling bacteria when you breathe. Exactly. And, and, and in these German ones, um, there is physically a, there's, there's an employee who stands at the front and his job all day long. Like, it, like they, they're not clean once a day. There is a guy there. And he, it's like once an hour or something. He he cleans, or he, he's always walking and checking and seeing. Oh yeah, and he picks it. Like it's it's always spotless. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what also I find really cool is that all of the urinals there are. Um, I think yeah, I think most of them are water free, so it's good for the environment too. And, if, and a lot of them have um, uh, TVs you know, on the wall in front of them. Yeah, with like advertisements and stuff. But still, it's a TV. <laughs> We all know, guys, we can't be away from that TV for more than five minutes. Oh, my Lord. As, as two American men, we like our TV beer and steaks. Yeah, you know, we just can't get enough of that uh, bathroom, that bathroom information, can we? So, no, that's we, gonna, we never stop with the bathrooms. All right, but we'll, we'll take a little break right now. Now we're going to move on to something that might make you go to the bathroom. Uh, these are, um, how do you even describe this? So um, in Germany, they have this thing called Ahoy, Ahoy Browser, right? Ahoy Browser. Ahoy Browser. Yeah. Now, um, Usually they're kind of in the aisle with these kind of like um, small shots, like single shots, like a nips. We call them nips in the States. Yeah. Like, you know, if you go to a hotel and in like your hotel mini, mini fridge, there's these kind of tiny shots, right? Yeah. But there's these shots of like not high quality alcohol. It's like these really sugary, cheap alcohol that you can buy like a pack of like. Well, that, that's the thing too. In, in Germany, these, these little packs of, you know, small shots are, it's a very big thing here. Much bigger than Mostly the for like. It's like 18-year-olds when they're having like a night out, they grab a pack of like 20 of these and then they just like down them, you know what right. I mean? Um, but, but in combination, next to these, there'll be these kind of like pack little little packets of kind of this like sugary, yeah. I don't know, what, yeah, it's, it's almost like different, like it, each one's a different color, right? And apparently a different flavor, but they all kind of taste the same. But like, it's like, it's like flavored sugar, basically. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so, you, so you put you put the sugar in your mouth first and then you take a shot after and that kind of mixes up in your mouth for a, it's a flavor. It's definitely a flavor. It's, um, yeah, it's got awful. I would just suggest not doing it. Like, cause, cause like when he says you put this thing in your mouth, like it, imagine just like taking like a huge spoon, dipping, dipping, yeah, di dipping it into like a bowl of sugar and then just putting that in your mouth, letting it sit there for a few seconds. And then, and then like taking the shot of also equally sugary, nasty alcohol, whatever, like liqueur, whatever the fuck it uh, is. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Cause I, I, I had one. Uh, at, at uh, your girlfriend's birthday, mm. and I had the uh, lemon lime shot with the lemon ahoy browser, Ooh. and it was very delicious. Oh my, yeah, and see that thing. It's, it's very common for birthdays, and also kind of like, like just night, normal nights, and in uni, in university, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know where I was going. Oh, so at my girlfriend's birthday party, I mean, we in a ten minute period. We were forced to do like seven of these in a row, right? Like <laughs> we were probably pretty drunk after that. But uh, I mean, to be fair, it's no worse than what I was drinking in college, which is now illegal. Um, for all of you people who were in, who were around the age of twenty-one back in the late two thousand tens, mid to late two thousand tens, shout out to Four Loco. Oh God, did you ever look at Four Loco? No, I've heard of. I never had drank it myself, but I, I knew what it was. Yeah. Oh man, it was. Yeah. So for those of you who are who do not know, Four Loco was this drink that came in a in a half a liter can uh for about two dollars two dollars fifty a can that had like i don't know 23 percent alcohol in it maybe not that much but it was a lot and a mixture of caffeine taurine guarana yeah and alcohol it was, it was pretty much like a red bull but bigger with a lot of booze in it and you drink two of those and you're absolutely like you're done for the night that's why right. it's probably a month close who, who, who wants to be done in 20 minutes you know what i mean like what's the point of that when you're in college and you're broke they were kind of you know perfect cheap date um, kind of thing but i guess a lot of people died while drinking them oh, so they that was a downer i know that. so they banned them and they well, brought good. them back with only caffeine and alcohol so not not, not the original not the only two loco but there were four loco now anybody visiting the states if there's a food or drink and the word loco isn't it, do not drink or eat that thing because loco means crazy in Spanish. And so usually if it's a drink with the word loco into it, it's just like, it's something God awful. I just think if you're going to buy any alcohol, that's not a beer for, you know, a can that's 0.5 for less than like 15 euro dollars, then you're probably not going to have a good time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, so 
if you're in Germany and somebody hands you a little mini bottle of alcohol along with a small packet of a like a colored packet, uh, you're in for a wild ride. So that was yes. the Ahoy Browser? Um, browser? Ahoy Browser. No, Ahoy Browser. Ahoy Browser. Yes, exactly. I think Ahoy, like, is just like, it's cause it's, it's like a, it's it's like a sailor, right? Like a sailor. Like, yeah, Ahoy. Yeah, yeah, the logo. It's a sailor guy, I think, in a blue. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Good stuff. Ahoy, matey. Ahoy. Now, um, moving on, you know, um, because, you know, you might get drunk after this event. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I try to do the worst transitions ever. Now, this is an interesting one. Now, a lot of expats and uh, foreigners in, in Germany in general, they choose when they want to get married to not do so in Germany. They're going to Denmark to do so because true, even getting, if they are getting married to a German. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As long as one of the pair is a foreigner, apparently it's extremely difficult to get married in uh, Germany, especially as a, a foreigner. Yeah. And it's actually easier for, and there's, this is actually an industry of people flying to uh, Copenhagen or wherever in Denmark, because there you can easily just go yeah. uh, book an appointment, you get married, and then it's legally binding in all of Europe. And you can just come back to Germany with like a certificate and you're good to go, right? Yeah, Denmark is kind of like the Las Vegas of, of the EU. <laughs> Uh, minus the gambling and now I'm not exactly sure why it's so difficult here in Germany, but I think it's something to do with just, which makes sense. Just being Germany is paperwork. I mean, that's what I, again, I haven't heard the specific details, but like we, we have firsthand knowledge of this because, uh, we had friends of ours, Cody and Lauren, who a couple, I think two years ago about, um, they got married and they're both foreigners and they did the Copenhagen, Denmark thing. They flew to Denmark. They quickly got married at a, a town hall. Right. You know, a quick little 10 minute service and it was very cheap and easy. And then just given their little certificate and they're good to go. I mean, I know um, they had to do some things beforehand, of course, because the paperwork is already, but I'm pretty sure in Germany, you need like birth certificates and social security numbers, like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of things. Yeah. And which it, I think, especially as a foreigner, is more difficult to get because, you know, this stuff's not on hand with you. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just a whole, a whole process. Um, and I know also, Getting any appo- getting appointments in Germany. That's what I also heard as well. It's very difficult. It's like you know months and months and months out. And if if one of the people is a foreigner, um, and they don't uh, speak German to a certain level, I forget what the level is. Yeah. Then you legally have to pay for this certified translator to be at the wedding service. So you know you're getting, so you know what you're uh, getting yourself into. Exactly. And mm-hmm. and and that certified translator costs a lot of money and. Um, and um, I actually saw a funny story recently uh, from a, a YouTuber who's an expat in, in Germany. And mm-hmm. she said she was getting married to a German. And they kind of lied. So, yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, and then as they're going, and, and, and his, her husband said, don't worry. The only thing she'll ask you is at the end, she'll just say, you know, do you take this man? You said, yeah, that's yeah. it, whatever. But the person doing the ceremony threw in another question in the middle. Uh-oh. That wasn't she preferred, that, that, that the answer should have been a no. And, but she thought the person was doing the, do you take this man and did the yeah. Whoopsie. And and, oh, oh, and and the question was, does anybody here have any reason why these people should not be wed? And she, she said, yeah. <laughs> but the problem was this revealed to the person that, oh, she doesn't know her German. And she right. said, and she said uh, you're breaking the law right now. You don't have, because you don't have the certified translator here. You don't know what you're saying. You have to do a whole new, we have to stop this and do a whole new appointment in six months, whatever, or whatever, whatever the story was. You know what I mean? So like, it was like a big deal. So oh God. All, all these kinds of reasons are why people are just, it's just too much to get married in Germany, apparently, you know? And Copenhagen and Denmark's, uh, you know, a pretty sweet place. So why not? Good Lord, is it expensive though? In, oh God. In the two days we were there, we spent enough money to live in Berlin for a month. I mean, <laughs> no joke, actually. It's it, expensive city. It was... But beautiful, yeah, beautiful and lovely people. So great, yeah. great times. Yes. Now, uh, what do we got? What do we got next on the old Wicca Wicca? So this I, one I, is, I haven't heard you do the. I haven't Wicked up yet. Yeah, Wicca Wicca. There we go. So this one is uh, changing the way that we write certain letters or numbers. Uh, okay, you might not know exactly what this is about. I have no I, idea I, what you're talking about. Threw Jeff. this in last minute because I just realized this recently. Is me like a lot of Americans before moving to Germany? I always wrote a number one as just one straight line just like a one yeah um but then I, when you like move a sideways dash but when you move to germany you see a lot of these numbers that look like a seven and you're like Wait, but it actually find out it's a one and that germans write a one like a seven with this little true yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's hard maybe in the extras i'll put an example of it but it can also if they do it sometimes they do it big enough that it looks like the letter a without the horizontal cross you right know what i mean right like it, it's it's really bizarre they really put this hook thing on the top before they go down with the vertical line um a really big hook 
Um, and uh, I started to notice over time, people were asking me like, eh, it was, what, what, what number is this? You know, like my, my, my normal ones. And so actually after about two, three years of living in Germany, I switched to doing the German one. And to this day, for everything now, I write everything with the German one, unless I'm, back, unless I'm back in the States. Now, how do you write a seven? Do you put the dash in a seven? Yeah. But but okay. I, I but I've always done that. Okay, um, I've always done that. Yeah. I guess that's the German, that's the German way, right? With oh, the dash. I, I've always done it as well. But I know that some people do it. Their sevens like the German one, exactly like that. Just a, you know, right. And that's when it can get confusing for a German. Is a seven? Exactly. One. Um, but it's it's an interesting thing that I like. I didn't. It's just like one day I just switched. Didn't really make the conscious decision. Yeah. And then it's like a year years later I realized like. Oh yeah, when I'm in Germany, I only do this one just because that's what every, all the other Germans do. I just do it for like ease, yeah. of, ease of use, kind of like. A, no, th- that is fair. I've definitely done, I think, some similar things. And the one thing I'll never be able to write ever in my life is the essay. I can't do it. I, 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 I I've tried practice. so many times, and it always just comes out looking like a bloated B. Mm. It's it's just like the um, the and symbol in English. It's one of those things that you just really have to practice. You know what I mean? Because like because like you see it all the time, but. You rarely write it, so it's yeah. So right now, I can see him like questioning if he can do to it. Figure, I, I, I yeah. can't. But it's, it's can't the, do that. It's the same with the S with the, the, the double S, the German one. It's it's unless you're really looking at it and copying it, it's hard to write it. It's hard. Like I know exactly what to do, but it oh, always looks wrong. My, right? my hand is just like that's not that's not it, dude. dude. Yeah. So I just write SS instead. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Actually, I do it because same. I'm. I know I write it really unless, badly. Unless I'm feeling like a little fancy, you know, want to break out the S said feeling. Feeling German, feeling Deutsch. Sorry, did I say? I just said Esset. I meant Esset. Sorry, it's okay. I thought you were just uh, stuttering. I, 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 oh, I was. Mm. I was saying it right, but just stuttering. Okay, mm. is that better? Yes. I don't know. Um, you know, uh, this is a big one. Yes. Big whoa, daddy, and this actually has some. <laughs> it's, a, it's a huge whoa, daddy. This has some relevance. Uh, we have a colleague slash friend of yours who recently got her driver's license. So this is some, you know topical information yes. so right now we're going to talk a little bit about you know being an expat and you know your your uh driver's license from from home whether from it's from the states or wherever it's only good for about six months and then right. you have to get a german driver's license if you want to keep driving and, and unless you're from certain places like uh i think we talked I think about from, this before if, if you're from the eu i think you don't have to get the german right EU, you're fine no. Uh, if you're from the states and you you're from one you're from like one of like twenty states, you can get a full reciprocity on your current license. From like ten or more states, you get like a half reciprocity. We have to do like another test or something like that, and the rest you get nothing. But even with the ones with reciprocity, you still have to go in and basically you exchange your driver's license for a German one. Right. But for thirty of the states. Your driver's license is as if you've never driven in your life before. Exactly. You have to start all over again. Um, Rhode Island is one of those. And so is California. So Sweet. We're in the same boat. And this is why we don't drive because uh, because in Germany, it's uh, about a 2,000 euro experience to do the whole full shebang. On, on, on a good price, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, heard, I read online recently this <laughs> one person, they found a, a cheap school who recognized the fact that in the, she, you know, she's like, hey, I've had a wherever California driver's license for 30 years, whatever. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we'll give you limited, you know, we'll give you less class. Anyway, she got the price down to like about a grand, but still, even at a grand, it's still, still a lot of money, it's still a grand of your money, uh, just so you can continue doing something that you already know how to do. I mean, know? the thing is, it makes sense when, when, when you're, I'm sure we said, we've said this before, but when you're driving down the Autobahn or you just look at drivers generally, like Germans are really incredible drivers are really, really good drivers. They know uh, what they're doing. They've they, seen a lot of bad drivers in Berlin for sure. Well, in Berlin, they're going to be aggressive. <laughs> but I think generally Germans are good drivers because they have to go through. Like my training was a joke. And here they have to go through a lot of training, a written test, of, uh, a certain amount of hours of, I think, driving practice per. Same in the States. No. I, I did. I, I did like for, for California. I had to do. Oh, California. Yeah. Like with, with an instructor, I had to drive. I forgot what what it was, 50 hours, 100 hours, something like that. And then I had to do the, the, the schooling and then a written test and then the driving test. See, I had to do a written test and then I could drive my parents. And I, I did not instruct her because I got our, my insurance knocked down a bit, but I didn't have to. And you just oh, do okay. a driving test, you got to just get it. It's like, here you go. Okay. And my test was driving around a circle. It's yeah, like yeah. driving around a block. I don't think it's that US driving test or driving licenses are garbage and that's why we should have to redo it. Like, like we, 
I'm a good driver, you're a good driver. Or, you know, it's it's not that like, oh, because you're American, you guys aren't taught well. Like we're taught, I, I was oh, properly I, taught how to drive no, well. I, like, I think that's fair, but I, I personally think that Germans are taught better, at least than most people I've talked to who've gotten American licenses. I just, they just, it just, it's just more involved. Well, yeah, but it's, there's a reason, you know, because like in the US, you can't drive at 300 miles per hour. Or right. Just, you know, um, and also like with, with Germany, it's also required to get a first aid course because you're legally required if you see an True. accident to get in their hands on and help the person and also in your car you need to have a triangle like an orange triangle you need to have a safety vest you need to have a few things in your car if you don't it's also illegal right um, cool and we and also we mentioned um before in our weird laws you cannot run out of gas in the autobahn and it's illegal and also an interesting little tidbit about getting your license here in germany which i think they're going to change soon but i don't know uh if you take your test with an automatic car you're only allowed to drive automatic cars. Which is that's crazy because in the US, you take your test and you can drive any Whatever. car. You know, I mean, I mean, of course, you can't drive an 18-wheeler, but like, yeah, right. you can drive automatic, stick shift, or automatic, yeah. Right, and if you do a test on a stick shift, you can drive stick shift or automatic cars. And I think we mentioned this on a recent episode that the transport minister, he kind of wanted to change that because he mentioned um, the amount of automatic cars in Germany is very much on the um, increase. Right. And he said... If the, if what we're hoping for the future is that all cars are going to be electric, no electric car has any kind of manual transmission at all. Exactly. All yeah. So he's like, why should we demand that you can drive a uh, manual transmission? So the, 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 he, he, his plan was to want to change that. Um, I think it's still in the, um, you know, the, uh, what do you call it? Um, it's still like being thrown around in the parliament. There are people, you know, because he can't make the decision on his own. Um, but but it's nice on like top levels. People want to change that, which I think is good because, um, yeah, it's it's weird to like. What, what if you don't know that you do like your automatic test is like, oh, oh, you want to drive a stick shift as well? And I have to go through the whole process all over again. It's like, yeah, oh, my lord. Yeah, no way. Not a fan. Uh, and that's why while well, I'll never get my license here unless like I happen to have a child because it's just for me it's just not worth it. Not worth the money for me to drive like maybe once a year. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it, it is helpful for, for, for like the few random, random times you need it. It's always a time when you really need it. You know what I mean? Like, True. Um, but yeah, it's like, I'll only do it in a time when, yeah, I'm like Mr. Moneybags and got all this extra cash. You know what I mean? Like, like, like if, if you're strapped for cash, it makes no sense to do this. If you're in a city, of course. Yeah. If, yeah. if, you're, in, if you're in the countryside, then, then yeah, yeah. you need a car. But if but. you're living in Berlin, yeah, it's, it's one thing it'd be really nice to do but yeah, I just, I have to have just money lying around because I just don't need it. You know what I mean? No, so. I really don't need it. And plus, you know, on road trips, I get to not drive, which is great. Yeah. But also <laughs> I, I feel bad about that because what happens is me and my girlfriend, and it's, I think it's safe for you. We go on vacation to Greece, whatever, whatever. we got to rent a car. And then it's like all the work is on my girlfriend to, to drive. And my girlfriend hates driving. And so I feel, True. I feel really bad. We're dry, you know, we can't switch off. It's all on her, you know, to do to do everything. And I feel really bad because I like driving and I can drive, but I just f- I'm not, You're not allowed to. to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, I'd like to be able to help, but at the same time, um, it's also nice not to have to. Like, I have no <laughs> pressure. Out here. Oh, I'm babe, also like, I would love to. I just can't. I'm sorry. I'm also like the worst uh, uh, road trip person to go on because I always fall asleep in cars. I just get. I just sit down in the car. I'm sleeping. Oh. I can't help it. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, let's go party, road trip, road trip. And then half an hour later, I'm conked oh. out. <laughs> wow. And then she's, it's just silence, and she's like, "This is the worst." No, that, that's what she puts on her own playlist and uh, nice. and rocks out to uh, some musicals. Mm, nice. So let's do um, I don't know, one, one or two more. Let's do two more. Let's do two more. Let's. I mean, more is better, right? More is always better. They say. Uh, this one is it's particularly frustrating for you and I, Jeff. Right. Because this is what caused the Revolutionary War. This is the reason why we our country is a country. It is taxation without representation. Right. So God what, damn it. What Jeff means is that we can't uh we can't vote here in Germany. At all. For, At all. for anything. For anything. Like forget Chancellor. I I can't even vote for the local Berlin, like should the streets be black or blue or the bullshit stuff. I can't even vote for anything. <laughs> and I've been paying taxes for 10 years. I like, know. We should add up how much money the German government is taking from me and I can't vote for anything. But you are getting the benefits except for, uh, except for the, <laughs> except for the benefit to vote. 
Yeah. Well, and again, all the a lot of the benefits you get as a salaried person, I don't get. So actually, I'm getting very little. Well, you're yeah, you were just in a shit situation, Jeff. But yeah, but but doesn't that like uh, you know fry your egg a little bit? That like I mean, like it, 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 it bustles it, my jimmies a bit. But that you cannot even make choices for your own neighborhood. I mean, I, I the neighborhood one uh, for sure. I wish I could have over that with the general election. You know that I understand. Because I'm not a citizen here, so no, that's fine. I get, but I, w- I would love to be able to vote even in my borough. Just which I you actually might, might be able to vote for your borough. Yeah, we try. I looked it up. I can't vote. I can't. No. Oh, damn. No, yeah, I'd like, like to vote for that, or for or just for Berlin in general, because this is where I live. This is where I, this is where I pay taxes, and I think yeah, at least for the city, you don't yeah. need to be a citizen of the country to be part of the city. Because I am a citizen of. Berlin for sure. I mean, ten right. years in Berlin, like that's come on, like exactly. You know. um, but yeah, like we looked it up um, as a for if you're a foreigner, you can only vote for the local elections for city stuff if you're an EU citizen. So say you're oh. from Spain or something, but people like us from the U.S. we get no voting rights at all at the um, city, state, or federal level at right. all. Um, which you know, again, it bothers me because. I am working hard. I am paying my taxes. I'm doing yeah, sure. all this bullshit bureaucracy they ask me to do every year. And in the end, I get nothing in return. I I'm mean, taking care of your children, Germany. I'm taking care of your children. Right? You know, like, <laughs> I, okay. And I'm not, it's not, okay. Yeah. That, it's not that dramatic. No, no, it's not. I'm getting nothing in return. But, but I'm just saying, like, it would be nice. Like, I get the chance. Nice. I get the chancellor thing, not being able to vote. But for just local city stuff, for yeah, the city we live nice. in, like, I, I think the rule should be changed. You know, I don't know what it is, but let's just say, Hey, if you lived here in a specific spot, five years, paid your taxes, sure. five years, whatever, then you're allowed to vote for I, local I think stuff. You should be allowed to vote for local stuff once you are allowed to get your permanent residency. So saying, hey, you can be here permanently, therefore you can be able to vote. I think that makes yeah, a lot of sense. actually, that's very nice. Yeah. And that's usually five years, sometimes a little bit more depending on yeah. your contracts. But I think that'd be fair. Hey, you are now- You paid your dues. You paid your dues. You're a permanent resident here, which means that you have done everything you possibly could to stay in this country. At least you're going to vote for your state. Yeah, because in the current situation, you and I can live here till the day we die, and at the age of 90, we cannot vote for anything. You know what I mean? Like, and, right. and when you've spent your entire life in Germany, you still an old man with her cane. Oh, I want to vote, vote for the mayor of Berlin. Nope, you can't. Oh, nope. Like, I mean, at that point, I'll probably be a German citizen anyway. So maybe I'm saying, like, if, if you hadn't become a citizen, right? Like that, those 80 years living in Germany mean nothing, basically, in terms of your voting rights, which I think yeah, is I know. crap. Yeah, yeah, it, it is kind of crap. But best you can do is just convince all your friends where, where you want the votes to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Find one of your friends who like was one of those like ant- doesn't vote anti-voted people and be like, okay, can you go vote for not for yourself or vote for me? Can you do that? Like, oh, fair. Know, yeah, that vote. You know, that whatever. sounds that sounds legal. Yeah, it should be fine. Yeah, because like it's not two votes; it's just still the one vote. It's the one vote. It's just like uh, symbolically, it's for you. Even right. He fiz- yeah, whatever. Whatever. Uh, let's do I one digress. more. Yeah. One, what, what else we got? One more little quick one that yeah. I found very shocking when I moved here. Oh, shocking! It's oh. shocking. This is why well, you save this for the. We should have started with this. It's so shocking. Come on. It's not that shocking. Okay. Um, so uh, there's one place. <laughs> it's one drugstore called DM. Uh, DM is equivalent of like a CVS or a Walgreens here here in Germany. Right. You get your. Your band-aids and your makeup and, you know, your, um, you know, stomach tablets, whatever the hell. And also organic food for some reason. There was organic food there, oddly. What is it with stores that have, like, no business selling food and they always throw in, like, one tiny little section for food? It's like nobody comes here for food. Like, I mean, yeah. I know a lot of people with kids go there for food because you get into diapers and you get a bunch of kid food. It's oh, all okay, organic. Okay, okay, okay. Kids, okay. But I'm saying, like, normal food like that. Yeah, that's, that's weird organic stuff. Like, who, who like you're going to go to the grocery store for that. I know. I mean... Sometimes I go in and get some toilet paper, paper towels, cleaning stuff, and I'm like, oh, I get some tortellinis right there off the shelf. Some, At DM. Some organic DM tortellinis. <laughs> right. Or, uh, or you know, I'll grab some coffee. To take actually, coffee. actually, since you use the comparison, like CVS and stuff, like half the store is food, actually. So. Half of CVS is a grocery so, store. It's not that. I, I shut up now. It's not that weird. Okay, never mind. Yeah, you're from America. Everything's a freaking grocery store. Sorry, it's been a while. Okay. But anyways, when you're at one of these stores and there's a really long line to the cashier, to the cashier register, there's a little rope hanging from the Wait, ceiling. And there's no no cashier at the... At, at the other one, right. Yeah. So there's three cashiers, only one of them is open. Oh, oh okay, gotcha, gotcha. Cash registers. Yeah. And there's this like rope hanging from the ceiling and it's like, please pull, we're happy to open up another cash register for you. And I was nervous to pull it because I don't want to be that guy, you know? Well, that's why it's there. To, I know, to but, be that guy. but still. And you saw they pull it and you're like a giant throughout the whole store 
And that means that someone working a store knows like, oh, got to head over to the cash register and take care of some uh, shoppers. Yeah. And they do. And they open up a new line and it works like 99% of the time. And I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, well, they, they follow, like, it's not a suggestion. Like, if they hear that, just, so they send another person up, you know. And I, I think it's actually great. It's kind of like at a, you know, hotel, nobody at the desk, the bing, bing, bing. you know. Um, because how often um, in the States or even in Germany, you go to stores and yeah, there's just there's one casa open or sorry, cashier open. It's too long. Right. Nobody there. He's going to wait. You, you have no, but, but Germans, I have heard plenty of Germans who they start, they just start yelling and they go like, oh yeah. Zweite Kasse bitte. I mean, you know, second cashier, please. Like, <laughs> and like, so like, they're not shy at all. No. Um, but again, if more stores just had this bell, it's pretty be cool. easier. And also like, I've also been to a, sh- to a shop where it was like dead empty and there's two people working at the cash registers. It's like, you don't need two people right now. That person can go off and do other things that are important for the store, right. whatever that might be. And I guess it's, that's also another way for them to kind of be more efficient and say, hey, we don't need you. Do other stuff. Hey, just wait, you know? wait for the bell. Yeah. And then that rush goes away and you can leave again, you know? They must have like one person who's like always there in the cash register. And they're like the main person. And then someone kind of floats back and forth. I don't know. But I just thought it was something cool to mention that, yeah, that I've never it, seen before anywhere actually, else. Yeah, yeah cause I think it usually is. It's the guy whoever's like stocking the shelves when he hears business, then he has to stop the shot stalking and he comes back and he grabs the, you know, the second, the, you know, free cash. You know, right. Yeah. It's uh, interesting. The free cashier, free cash register, cash register. Yeah. There you go. Casa. Um, casa is a better yeah, word. This thing is like at this entire time we're talking about this. I keep going to casa. It's a better word. Because for me, that's the better word than uh, cash, re- cash, reg- cash register, cash register. I'm Sean Connery. Too much. Um, okay. Sean Connery. We're going to, yes. uh, end the show now because i think we've we've given a good amount of information haven't we i think we have okay um <laughs> worst sean connery ever and you know he's dead too soon what too soon man he's dead oh it's too soon sorry too soon to mock the dead it's okay. There's an interview where he he's um, not the he was the best he, guy. He, he openly defends hitting women. So yeah. um, look it up. He, oh, I don't really sympathize much yeah. with 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 the Sean. And then a few years later, uh, was it Diane Sawyer? She like interviews him again, and she's like, and he doubled down. Yeah, yeah. she's like, years ago you said this. Have you changed your mind? Nope. I still agree that women should be hit. Like, okay, great. Yeah. So, um, anyways, that, um, those, are, those are views on on Sean Connery. Frankly, I don't give a damn. Great. He's a great James Bond. A uh, her bad Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, um, let's talk about Jameson. <laughs> Sorry. Talk about. Oh, man. Jameson. Yeah, yeah. Give me a splash, boy. Oh, God. I'm still so stuffy. <laughs> not, not, don't overdo it. Yeah, there we go. That's, there you go. Nice. I, I took a little bit. So, again, this is the Jameson Distillery Edition uh, sent to us by our listener, Michael. And which thanks again i mean thank you so much awesome again. like i i i'm not gonna look it up but i know that this is not a cheap whiskey just from the taste and um it is the distillery edition that you can only get the distillery so how cheap could that be and it's a one-in-a-kind bottle because it's the agdw podcast alex jeff edition yeah michael that was actually a really when i pulled that out i saw that was a really cool surprise I, it's I, the coolest I, thing in the world Unfortunately, I was at home alone, but I literally I did the thing where I looked around for somebody to show it to. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? When you see something cool, and there's, but there's nobody there. And, that, and I think that's that's why I immediately I took a picture. I sent. I'm like, dude, look, Alex, look at this. Like, yeah, yeah, very, very cool, Michael. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's drink this and Cheers. Uh, review it. It's really good. It tastes good in my mouth. It, it's it, it's got tons of flavor. That's the thing. It's, it's got like, a lot of flavor. It's, there's a lot going on here. Good and it's burn. Just, and it's smooth. It's yeah. so smooth. Yeah. That's it's just like incredibly smooth. Um, man, I haven't had Irish in a long time, and, and, and you know, I think I really missed Irish. You know why it's smooth? Because like all Jameson, it is triple distilled. Triple distilled. Of course it is. It's a Jameson baby. Um, it finished, and they said, "You know what? Let's give us another pass." And they're like, you know what? Let's do one again. more. One more. Someone might have triple dog there then. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna go with a with a eight point five. I really like it. It's fucking good. It is really good. Screw it. It's a nine, baby. Nice. A nine in this guy. Bringing out the nine. I like it. Yeah. It, I, I really really like I'm, it. I've had a lot of or let's say by a lot. I've had like three or four non-standard James. Like like there's that. Yeah. Remember we had that Jameson uh, black, cre- crested. I think it was crested. Called. I've had the black, or, or black crest, crested ten or something. I can't remember. Like that. There's a little black crest. 
Black Barrel, you're talking about. Oh, Black Barrel. Yeah. Um, Black Bear. And they're they're all freaking just good. Yeah. Um, so, th- yeah, I'll give it a nine. It's tasty. Jameson really doesn't disappoint um, from their base their base model from their, from their lower, it's like regular Jameson's all the way up to like the really nice ones. They just, there's always consistent and good. And honestly, if you're on a low budget and maybe your whiskey shelf can only have like two or three bottles, like one scotch, one, just you got the Jameson on there. Just get the standard Jameson for 20 euro. Like there's no shame in that. It is a, for the money, it is freaking good. And it, Absolutely. Yeah. No problem. So, uh, yeah, there it is. Jameson distillery edition, AGW podcast, Alex, Jeff, Addition. Addition, uh, addition, 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 yeah. addition. Uh, yeah, there it is again, Michael. Thank you so much. You are, uh, you might be on our, sh- you, what's it called? Our shelf of shelf fame, of, like a wall of fame, but shelf of fame. Our yeah. shelf of no, fame. No, no, he won't. Maybe he, he, I mean, you, 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 you will be on the wall. You'll be called Michael's shelf of shame. You'll be, you be on the shelf of, sh- uh, shelf of shelf shame. Of shame. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that or you said that? <laughs> Sorry, have we been saying that the whole time? Sorry, the shelf of I think we both said that the whole shelf time. Of, shelf of fame. Shelf of fame. I think we were saying shelf of shame the whole time. Okay, I don't know. Well, we're also gonna have a shelf of shame. Okay, so watch out. We're blubbering again. At the end, we always just ramble. Sorry. All right, everyone. Let's thanks. Thanks for Thank listening. So stay uh, safe. Stay healthy, and uh, stay thirsty. Cheers. Wow, so smooth. Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we're doing, uh, you know, the long lost, nope, fuck me, that's stupid. <laughs> the long lost German show. <laughs> it's like everyone's favorite. That's just everyone's favorite. Okay. Yeah. All right.